0: What's up party people? You know one of the worst things about being a self-employed performer? That's right, it's your tax. If you're sick and tired of collecting all your receipts and guessing your way through your tax rebate, well, I know the people that can remove the stress and make it as simple as five, six, seven, eight. That's right, it's Theat Accounts. They're an accounting company that specialize in working with performers. So they know all the things that we can claim back and it's so simple you upload your invoices and bank statements to their website and they do all the work for you it's cheap it's easy and once you try it i guarantee you will not regret it it has changed my tax life just email info at theataccounts.co.uk that's theat accounts so again that's info at theatreaccounts.co.uk. Make sure you tell them you're from the In's and Outs podcast and you'll get some five-star VIP treatment. You will get treated like a king. Honestly, they've changed my life. They've made it so much easier. They've removed the stress from tax and they can do the same for you. Boom. The In's and Out podcast with your host, Kane Silver. In this episode of the Ins and Outs podcast, I speak to my good friend, Taya Schauke. Tyre is a professional dancer with so much experience. She tells us about her journey. She tells us about her training. She tells us about what it's like to be a female in the entertainment industry. Girls, this podcast for you is like gold. You can relate to her. I'm telling you, you need to hear this episode. Fellas, just listen and be inspired because there's some great tips for us too. Here is the one, the only Taya Shoki.
1: Hello. I was, I was like, yo, Taya's adopted that LA life because she's five minutes late. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I've always been late. I'm going to wear sunglasses because my eyes are poofy. Oh,
1: you, are you wearing them because you're in LA or like you feel like yeah. Hollywood? Yeah.
2: I'm feeling Hollywood <laughs> today. <laughs>
1: How are you? Hello.
2: I'm good. How are you? I'm good.
1: It's been forever. It's been
2: about five years.
1: <laughs> it, it, four four i don't know
2: 2015 is when we did the season
1: yeah five years yeah <laughs> <laughs> You're like, that's yeah. so long ago no I, I saw you once after that you came to my place in noho and we watched one oh. episode back and i was like i can't watch this shit <laughs> i was like turn it off like, i can't watch this um, yeah
2: uh,
1: how are you how's corona life
2: uh corona life is chill so let me just move uh, give me two seconds give me two seconds. Good. um yeah let me go in the balcony
1: okay oh um, yeah
2: that's yeah hay fever yeah you don't know if it's hay fever or corona i'm joking I'm
1: <laughs> it's not corona
2: i think i already had corona last year
1: i think i had it in january you know
2: yeah i think i had it in december on tour i was like literally i've never been so sick in my life In the house in the hospital they said that i had some flu type virus they couldn't detect and they didn't know what it was but it was some type of flu where I were you like, we were somewhere in the states i don't know On tour.
1: Yeah, i bet i bet you had it
2: yeah i'm chilling
1: <laughs> what happened with the shows did you miss shows or
2: two weeks i was out
1: oh snap yeah it was literally two weeks <laughs> i bet that and then even when I,
2: yeah and even like when out didn't have a fever so i was still coughing for like a strong two weeks after my week of literally i thought i was gonna die
1: yeah it's crazy it is yeah. crazy but what but once you got better you still got to finish the tour and
2: yeah yeah, yeah. i literally got to hop in for the last three shows like how last. many
1: how many shows did you miss oh two weeks.
2: i mean maybe like seven eight
1: but it's oh, cool because no. you're in LA, so you still got the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you still no, got some money. I was actually money.
2: traveling with them. I was traveling with them because I was hoping to get better and to get cleared by the doctor. So, I got to watch it, which was nice. Like, I guess. I mean, it sucks to wa- to to miss it. But the cool thing is, like, when you do—I mean, you know this too. When you do shows, you never get to watch them. No. Like, you never know what your show looks like. You just see uh-huh. videos, but it's not the same. So I was, like, in the pit, like, eventually I was, like, in the pit watching the show, jumping around, and I was, like, the biggest fan ever. And it was super cool to see everyone, like, in action from the outside. I watched it from afar, clothes, different sides. Did, so it, make you, was,
1: did it make you think differently about how you do your show?
2: Oh, yeah. I was, like, fuck, we all should have a day, like, in the beginning of tour where we all could just watch the show. <laughs> that would have been, or, like, any job, any show you do, like, that would be... I think that would be really, like, v- you learn a lot. Because eventually, you're like, oh, that doesn't really read. Like, maybe on yeah. camera, or maybe you, it feels, like, big and da-da-da. But when you look at it, it's like, maybe we should lift our legs more. Maybe we should extend those arms more. Because all of a sudden, you're like, huh. Yeah, it doesn't like read, you like,
1: You don't yeah. get to see a tech run either on a show. Like, think when we, obviously, we did the season of hell, doing Dance Dance Dance. Dance <laughs> so people that don't know, that's when me and met. And it's a yeah. great job, and it's a great show. But we, unfortunately, were the guinea pigs on the first <laughs> season, so we were we were like the test dummies. But even yeah. then, it was like we'd never got to see what we were gonna do until it was done. And you'd be like, "Oh, that yeah. didn't that didn't read. Really yeah. I thought it was reading. Really, I thought and I it wasn't cool. Live, so
2: everything was pre-recorded. It was a TV show, so it was like pre-recorded and didn't air until like months later in a foreign country. So we couldn't even
1: watch what we did. No, so it's strange. I, like, I feel like. But I don't think I've ever done a job where they go, that was a good tech run, now come and watch it, these things need to be changed. I guess the choreographer creative just watches it and goes, yeah, that'll do, or that was whack, you need to change. Yeah,
2: yeah, like there is, you know, Eurovision Song Contest in in Uh
1: Europe? So the
2: Swedish Eurovision, like the pre-qualifier, it's like a couple of weeks, like eight weeks or something. So they pick the winner who's going to represent Sweden in Eurovision. In there, the process is like, we go on stage we have all these camera rehearsals tech rehearsals and then most likely usually uh depending on if you're a house like court dancer or mm-hmm. if you're a broad end dancer you go into like a like a screening room and then it's this like in the back and you get to rewatch it and they look at camera angles and they sometimes you get notes from the choreographer that's the only time i've like gotten to look yeah at what i'm doing on camera like oh maybe that angle on my chin doesn't look good maybe i should do this even though it feels uncomfortable to be here this gives me a weird angle even though this feels good whatever so
1: yeah because i've definitely had those shows where i'm like especially tv like you'd be like there's the camera and you're giving that camera everything but you don't realize that's not the shot you're just like that's At the all. one that's there and it looks like a red light <laughs> it looks like when a red dot so i'm giving that camera everything on. yeah and then from the side i'm like <laughs> do you know what i mean <laughs> like, exactly so, so, so your vision suite,
2: sweet and there's so organized so you get to like you really get to know the angles they're trying to go and exactly when and that's how i learned to catch cameras because eventually i would just watch it and memorize like really quick and then every time we do it i know exactly where to look so
1: mm.
2: that helps with dancing dance a little bit also
1: I, I remember when i first started yes anders sweden <laughs> i remember when anders. i my twenty. I remember when I first started like working and Randall and Cisco would always be like to me, just find the red dot. So I'd be like this (laughs) on stage, like, where's the red dot? Where's the red dot? And any red dot I saw, I'd be like. (laughs) Exactly. And I'd look back and I'd be like, I wasn't even close. (laughs) Not even in the right direction.
2: Jeanette always called me, excuse my language, Jeanette always called me a camera whore. Yes.
1: Always.
2: Always. So, yeah, Anders
1: you, did dance, and dance as well, so everybody yeah. knows he's a great dancer as well. So is Kane here. He, Anders is the dopest. Um, so, Ty, I want to pick your brain. So, the whole point yes. of my podcast, I mean, it's to... I speak to everyone in the entertainment industry, but obviously I aim towards dancers because it's basically I understand that. And if I have to pretend I'm talking about acting, don't really know what I'm on about. So, dance yeah. is <laughs> dance is an easy one. And obviously, for me, like you've kind of transitioned from being when we were doing the job five years ago that had all these dreams and aspirations and mm-hmm. within such a short amount of time you've really conquered them mm-hmm. Um and i want to talk to you about your journey from like the beginning to the end and pick your brain as we go through so how did you get into dance and performing like what made you want to be a dancer
2: um so it started as a little baby a little kid i was really energetic like mm-hmm. too much um And basically I have ADD, Uh, but there are videos of me since I was like one in front of the TV doing like ballet-like movements, Mm
1: -hmm. which
2: I don't know at such a young age where I got that from or like whatever. Um, So when I was three, I was in kindergarten, I was three and a half and my kindergarten teachers were like, "Um, you should put her in dance class because when we have like music hour or whatever, she like drifts away and like is all in her own bubble. So maybe that would like control Mm-hmm. her temper. I was very temper, like I would fight uh-huh. kids, and I was all over the place. So they put aggressive. me in this like, kids' jazz, very aggressive. Uh, they put me in like, this kids' <laughs> class, like jazz, ballet, for a couple of years, and then I guess it really made sense. So, uh, mind you, my parents are Arabic and immigrants, so they know nothing about dance classes, they know nothing mm-hmm. about putting a kid in dance class mm-hmm. and extra activity, except if it's like soccer, from, mm-hmm. like football for my brothers. Uh-huh. So, bless them they really figured i never felt like it was hard but they i guess it was probably (laughs) they they started a tap course for kids because there's only for adults because i nagged so much so my mom had to go nag to the dance school so they eventually started a tap class for kids because of me that of course for a couple of years (laughs) so (laughs) i started started tapping and i became like like where i'm from there's there were no kid tappers i was like the only Mm -hmm. one and that became like the girl who taps um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not even close to, to as good as these American tap dancers but you know got yeah. to, got the job done and then you know I just always wanted I just always knew I was gonna dance and wanted to dance um, and then when I was like a teenager my, I found a letter I wrote to myself that I was going to open like after five years, and I, my biggest dream was, mind you, I wrote this, and this might sound crazy, is to be a dance teacher at Broadway dance center, because oh. all I knew about dance was to like, go to BDC, because everyone yeah. older than me in my dance classes went to BDC and came back. But then I saw Beyonce live, and I was like, oh my God, I want to be one of these dancers. Because I, so I always knew I wanted to dance. I just never knew that there were so many different ways you could dance and like uh-huh. different, you know, parts of the industry. Yeah. So when I saw that, it really made sense. I was like, "Oh, I'm supposed to be on stage." And I used to always perform at like my mom's jobs, like conferences and Christmas uh-huh. parties and whatever. So, um, so
1: did you so go to I got college? Into that
2: there, no. Oh. So I just um, I went to the Royal Ballet School in Sweden for three years when I was oh. younger.
1: Oh shit. Yeah can't tell
2: at all. can't tell at all. (laughs) Nobody can tell what lines. (laughs) And then then I went to, in high school, I went to, like, the second biggest, not the Royal Ballet School, high school, but, like, the second biggest, like, dance program high school situation. And then I had surgery on my foot three months later, so I had to stop and switch to regular. But throughout these years, I was always um, taking classes, like, after school um, in a dance studio, and uh, learning like hip hop and contemporary house fucking pop and all everything i wanted and did not want i had to learn um so don't say i never noticed i can ballet i just don't have high legs <laughs>
1: <laughs> she can um, give you a mean plié yeah, <laughs> a mean
2: plié with my flat foot
1: <laughs> um,
2: and then yeah i just like started when I like realized I wanted to be like a Beyoncé dancer, I started nerding who her dancers were and how they got there and what you know, like mm-hmm. did a lot of homework, watched a lot of tour DVDs and stuff like that.
1: Smart. I feel like that's, that was the way that we figured stuff out then. Before, like it was so accessible. Like now, all you've got to do is like type in Beyoncé dancer, it'll come up Ashley Everett. You click her and you get her whole story. Like mm-hmm. whereas before, but when we were younger, it was like we literally had to figure everything out and you know what I mean? Like, yeah. wait to see, wait to see the credits at the end of a film to see who choreographed. Yes. Is. You got to right? Yes.
2: <laughs> oh my god. Yes. Like today, I feel like younger dancers today, and I don't mean this in any any weird, shady way. I am young, yes, but I'm trained by old. I'm like in the middle.
1: You're not. Like soul. I'm not
2: <laughs> old soul. Um, <laughs> when people like, yes, you guys are incredible movers i did not know how to move like y'all did when you when you were when i was 17 or 18 or even twenty twenty one. until this day don't know how to dance like that but i think there's a lack of knowledge and lack of like history or or like knowing of tours or dancers like yes i don't know everybody but i used to watch i used to watch dvds because like yes there was facebook but to find like ashley everett on facebook what like was so hard I had to like and then from she was the first one I found and then I found Kimmy and those were only two but I was like there's so many girls on stage and then eventually I saw pictures that they were tagged in with other dancers so I trying to find who are the other dancers click on them found like Kat Rendick found mm-hmm. like Sophia and like oh Sophie sorry and then I like found more and more got me into Dana and so that's like you know and then okay who are the male dancers Cliff Mm -hmm. or you know john silver like whoever like so i would just i would just it would it was such a process to find people it's not like today you go when you find it and what you would find would be like high school pictures maybe they would pick they would post like a profile picture and then that's it like you wouldn't there was no instagram access seeing throwbacks thursdays like it wasn't like that there was you no know?
1: content like, as in, there's no dance content or no like way to see like, like every, I'm teaching. Yeah. I'm teaching Thursday, ML. Like those things didn't like we didn't have that.
2: Yeah, like there was one I was I was the biggest Ashley ever fan ever in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I there was a, another Swedish girl that had her fan page, and one time she said, "I'm taking questions and I'm sending them to Ashley." That was my one time. I was like, oh, "I get to write her something." So I wrote her a little question like, "What are your advice for someone who wants whatever?" And she answered. Um, she answered like you know it's important to be versatile and a lot learn different styles and then she mentioned styles and that was like my one answer and that stuck with me forever so i gotta tap i gotta do contemporary i gotta do ballet and that was my motivation i milked that for all my high school years that mm-hmm. she answered me and that was her answer that i gotta try and train different styles so that's that was it i didn't have access to her in any other way you know like I- because like, their Facebook is like private. It's for their family and friends. It's not like today, you know? So uh-huh. I feel like today everything is so accessible, but people still, because it's so accessible, people get laid back. Like, oh, if I need something, I'll just go find it at that moment. Yeah. But because it wasn't, I was so eager to be like, and I'm also very nerd when I want to know something. If, like now I'm learning Photoshop. I want to know every single piece of like, I nerd into it for hours, for days. Mm-hmm. like So... I feel like today because it's so accessible, people take it for granted and chill back and relax and back and relax. They they go,
1: I can figure that out quickly tomorrow. Yeah, and I'm a phenomenal
2: dancer, which they are, but for me it's like, okay, so, but when you go on stage and you feel a little bit confused, who are you, like, referencing? Like, I feel like this, like, if you don't know Mm -hmm. who you are completely yet, like, for me, I was like, when I started working, I was like, I don't know who I am yet as a dancer, so let me try to channel my Ashley or Kimmy or Kat Rindick or or whoever like you know like Mm -hmm. i watch old britney tours with like brooke lipton and like all these amina and you're like you Mm. watch them and you're like wow and then you're like okay that's what i'm aspiring to feel and look like and project
1: on stage because i feel like the the thing that we're always told is like be you but I think when you're first starting out and you're really young, you might not know who you are yet. Like, I remember when, when I, do you know what I'm saying? Like, when I started, I, I was doing all this jazz, jazz funk stuff. Like, I dressed like Cisco and BB and everyone because I, I was just like, I've just got to fit in and get on the jobs and I'll, I'll hang out with them. I'll adapt my, my lifestyle, like how I dress and the places I hang out and the people I hang out with just to fit on the jobs. Do you know what I mean? Because I was like, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know who I'm meant to be
2: yeah you know what i mean exactly. to make
1: it i was i was trying to figure out who who i was meant to be and not who i was exactly
2: day. but like on stage and i know like it also depends on the job like with beyonce i feel like you're on stage you get the job done you can add your own flavor here and there but there's like it's a specific type of persona you or or energy you have to
0: Project, mm-hmm. Like
2: get out, like percent on stage with Ariana. I'm way more allowed to be Taya and myself. So mm-hmm. I found another like more relaxed stage persona there where I can fuck around and joke and kiki and all But I can never do that with Beyonce, for example, or with most jobs. You're more like a mm-hmm. body, and you're. So I think it also depends on the job, who the artist is, what the message or the vibe is that you're mm-hmm. um trying to bring yeah, out and stuff you, so you, you've got to be adaptable experience yeah and in the beginning you're just like you know one thing so that's yeah. why i think it's good to have done like watch a lot of tours and and old like performances award shows whatever because that gives you a reference of like okay so for this tour when neo had this fire tour years ago with all these bomb female dancers mm-hmm. when if it's a male dancer and i have to be like sexier and more sultry that's A type of sexy but when Mm. you're with a female artist i have to be sexy i have to think okay maybe more beyonce type Mm. or you know there's a different type of like male artists female artists all these Mm -hmm. things like so i think that's what's good especially if you're starting out to have those reference like okay with the artist like britney that's more pop or someone like ariana or someone Mm -hmm. like Katy perry like if you don't know who you are yet you can try to be one of those but then you have seen so many different so you can reference to something and pick from
1: yeah i remember you know. i did um x factor france for zach reese and obviously mm-hmm. it was full out and full out super super, <laughs> su- super femme just just not me you know one of those ones where you get into rehearsals and they start it and you go why did you hire me like wh- like you know you look around so the room many go, times. why am why am i here like i'm not why am i wearing a corset why why am i shirtless like just one of those and I remember being in rehearsals and it got to like day four and I was like, he's like, you're giving me Kelly Rowland and I need Beyonce. And I was like, <laughs> like, and Kelly, Kelly's a push right now. Like, you know what I mean? You're lucky I'm not giving you Michelle. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, One of them. And I remember Ema said to me, like, uh, stop trying to be you for a minute because you're caring about how you look and how you feel. Yeah. She, went, she went, pretend you're like mimicking someone. She's like, mimics Cisco. Like pretend you're Cisco, what would Cisco do? This is where he would thrive. And I kind of took on a character, which I wasn't myself. And then I go after that job, I went to Sean Niles and I explained to him, I was like, I need help. Like when these gigs come up, I don't know how to change my energy to make it match what they want. And he was like, look at Nick Bass. And I was like, of course I know Nick Bass. Like Jameen's one of my My favorite dancers ever. My first
2: job ever was choreographed by Nick Bass in Sweden. Shut (laughs) up. I was shitting myself.
1: Shit. yeah so, okay. yeah and i yeah. remember watching him dance with janet in a belly top just as a sailor and i was like but he still looks like nick bass like and mm-hmm. you know what i mean and that was my reference point that i always use that when i was doing the jazz funky kind of stuff where i didn't feel comfortable i'd be like okay i can just be tame but just tame the macho-ness down a bit <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess. yeah
2: yeah yeah no it's yeah same like, growing up, I didn't know who Ty was, I just knew Ty in the studio and that I was a hungry girl wanting to dance. So I would just think like, if I was a Beyonce dancer, what would I do? Because that was all that's all I could think of, it all my biggest everything. Uh-huh. So I tried to dance everything like a Beyonce dancer, but like, eventually you learn, okay, now we're being teenage kids. Because I did a season of X Factor in Sweden, I did every single week uh-huh. in different numbers. And there were kid artists, like young, and there's like under 16, there were over 35, there's, so there's all types of ages and artists and singers. So that's when i learned a lot about like being schizo and like going from one to mm. another in a quick mm. change and switching personalities and like mm. all that so yeah, i ad- mean it comes ad- with adap- experience
1: adapting your character because you can't perform for a 14 year old boy the same you would as a 30 year old man like it's not the same energy. <laughs> not at all if you not do at it like a weird uh, really weird <laughs> so what, yo, what was that first job like with nick bass what was that
2: Okay, so it was it was a Swedish Eurovision, like one of the like a Swedish pop star artist. Um, He was competing, um, and that was the first audition that I first wasn't allowed to go to. But then my mom talked to my dad, so I was allowed to go. And then blah blah blah. And I've met Nick Bass at a summer camp one time in Sweden at a workshop. So mind you, that again, the only time you get to see these people was in workshops or. That would be like 60 pounds for a class <laughs> or 70 pounds for a class for an hour and a half or like a summer camp that's like 300 pounds and it's like two days and he takes like four classes like that's the only <laughs> way to access these people to access these people uh, so i met him there but mind you i was a little nerd Taya, so i didn't think I, I had red hair that was about it but then when, I remember when we went for dinner the first day, or when he came into rehearsals or something, he was like, oh, hey, good to see you. And I remember calling my, like, home, and I was like, he remembers me, and I was 17, <laughs> I was 17, and I was like, oh, my God, I didn't know he knew who I was, he said, nice to meet, you. oh, nice to see you again, or something, I don't know. And I was just like quiet in rehearsals. Like I put on my nicest outfit, like leggings and a pink t-shirt. And I was trying to be so perfect. But now when I look at the footage, I'm like cringing. It's so bad. But he's so lit. Like his pocket is so good. And he was chilling. And like, I think, and I'm assuming now, years after, he might have been choreographed on the spot. But the shit came out fire, yeah. And he's still using the choreography. <laughs> so <laughs> but it was so good. I was so starstruck.
1: Yo, he's so fun. i'm still
2: such i i'm still such a fan of him he is and he's still not accessible at all nobody knows he's dis- he <laughs> disappeared
1: off the face of the earth like i we uh, sometimes if i'm at john's house we're like let's see if we can find a nick bass footage no like nothing like you might get a convention it was, though yeah. yeah that's how it was then but he's still the only person that you can't find like Honestly like, killing. If the game. Marty and that tag him on Instagram, they don't tag him, they just put hashtag Nick Fast. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I love it. It's to be found. That's how I aspire but, to
2: be. Just disappear and people still talk about yeah. you. Yeah, and then be
1: like, Where would you go? Where'd you go? Um so how long were you working in Sweden before you moved to London?
2: Um I worked for a year in Stockholm and then I went on tour with uh, Swan Lake Reloaded, which was a modern hip hop like urban take of Swan Lake. it was super successful uh-huh. and super. You did that good. with Lizzie, like, right? Yes. And yeah, we I traveled know. for two years like on and off. And in between that, like it was Europe and like Russia. Um and in between that I would work at Mac at the Mac counter makeup doing makeup in Sweden. Like we've gone for like a month or six weeks and come back for two weeks and go again. So it was like that back and forth. And then I moved to London after I came to LA and did like the rich girls thing project one summer and I was like super inspired of feeling fearless and whatever and I was supposed to do flash dance in Sweden and I sent a text to the crowd for two weeks before I was like I can't do this I gotta move to London I was crying my eyes off of sending this text <laughs> Then God didn't sign a contract yet so yeah. I just dipped to London with no money nothing no not knowing
1: where to go where to, just just nothing I was like I gotta go to London
2: because I got to come to the States eventually.
1: <laughs> <laughs> how did, how did you figure it out when you got to London? Cause I guess London, moving to London, I imagine from the first time from a foreign country is probably like what the actual F is going on.
2: Especially from Sweden where life is just rainbows and butterflies. Like it's just so everything's so easy in Sweden. Like the system is small, it's cozy, everything's accessible. Um, my brothers lived there for years. So I had a little bit of help from him, like what area I could live in or not but thankfully uh, Laya was coming to LA to do the Dana program for three months and right as she was leaving I was coming so I got to stay at her house for three months um That's which was sick. cool and you know I knew about like Studio 68 which we don't support anymore by the way <laughs> and <laughs> and I went to take class there <laughs> <laughs> and you know I auditioned for X I mean I, I've been there before, like visited to see uh-huh. class and stuff but it was hard because no one wanted to book me like i still to this day have not worked with one uk choreographer except Jerry. yeah that's
1: crazy yeah i mean What's, i worked what, with what you...
2: because eden hired me for fleur and little mix like combo but
1: so that's interesting because i i kind of had the same thing when i was in london i felt like uh when i before i moved to la i always worked for like a london choreographer like once and was never mm-hmm. rehired again I don't know if that's because I was a dick or if it's because I just didn't like, I just don't think I conformed. But then whenever there was an American choreographer come, like, I was always, I always got the job, like, without fail. Me too. Like, and it's weird. And I was always like, why? Like, and I couldn't figure out, was it because I didn't fit in? Was it because I wasn't acting cool and I wasn't going for drinks after? Was I, I don't know. (laughs) I just, I just, I just couldn't figure it out. What do you think it was for you?
2: I think um, it was a look thing for sure uh because now when i look back at my red hair i'm like oh yikes that was a lot i mean it looked good on stage but in real life it
1: looked it looked dope so on stage frightening <laughs> no it, it, but on yeah but no one's booking you in real for real life everyone's booking yeah, no. You for stage.
0: yeah no on
2: stage it worked but i think um i mean the thing is people knew me everybody a lot of people knew me i just first of all in the uk they like tall skinny like not skinny but like leaner even if you're short, you gotta be no, kind of no. like no, petite. You, you,
1: you were right with skinny.
2: Yeah, skinny I, and like the wavy, word
1: straightish hair. Yeah. With snacks was a thing here. Like everyone wants to be like
2: Yeah, and I tried, but I did not understand that
1: Peanut butter I, doesn't help that.
2: Yeah, no, I was I, mean, I used to work. At, you remember I used to work out, I was so fit. Like now I look back, I was like, bitch, I wish I looked like that, but <laughs> um, my body shape is just not it. Like, I'm more curvy. And even, like, I'm still, I'm not fat or I'm not brown. No, at all. My body proportions are great. It just did not fit in in the UK. And then my red hair and I'm short. Um, and I was super full out, at the t- like, super going for blood. And I feel like, and this is going to sound so wrong, but I don't mean it in the wrong way. But, like, sometimes I was too full out or too strong, like, too explosive of a dancer compared to what they were hiring. Yeah, so a lot of yeah a lot of the girls that would like book for x factor it was mostly and it is not their fault but it's mostly because they were put there to be pretty and very it's more of a soft approach to female dancers where I'm, I'm trained in l a like back home and in l a and like super full out like aggressive not aggressive but like you know really out there, and that did like I don't like to tone down I had to okay. learn eventually but I also haven't had to do a lot of jobs to tone down, which thank God, Mm -hmm. but that didn't work there. You know, I feel like I was too much, but Mm -hmm. then as soon as like Kevin Maher came and Nick Jonas was doing a a Valentine's day show, um, at heaven or G A Y, whatever it's called. Um, and he booked, um, he booked, he direct booked me. He had a little private audition, but he direct booked me through text, like two days before he came to the States. Like, Mm -hmm because cat cat i just did nikki with her a couple months before and then she was like hey are you in london can you work i was like yeah and i was there by accident for just a week because i was working somewhere else and then she was like okay cool um and they booked me off of that and i was like that doesn't happen like so i was just at the audition dancing with people they were trying to like book and see if it
1: worked and whatever But if you're already booked they're just trying to find you an opposite Yo, yeah yeah
2: they're, exactly. they're trying to match you yeah so there and then like um i worked with edin a couple of times like i, I was one of the fl- flirt girls eventually when i was available um and then like it was just always americans like it was no uk people like casper and andy for the emas um i just never really got booked by
1: anyone <laughs> I can um, I can imagine that is quite frustrating. Like, do you know what yeah, I mean? I time, as, yeah, I didn't understand at the time.
2: Yeah, I do not understand at all. I like, was like, I'm working out, I'm taking class, I dance better than a lot of dancers here. I don't understand. But not to be like that, but like at the time, I was, no, no, was very facts. trained, which I'm <laughs> just not <facts>. today. <laughs> yeah, and like, I didn't understand. And the, but the thing is for me also, I just actually moved to London as a stepping stone to come to LA. So for me, at the end of the day, I was like, it's fine because I'm here to be able to move to LA and work with these people later anyways so it was just frustrating because financially I couldn't I was barely surviving you know what I'm saying
1: yeah um so what was that transition like then from London to LA
2: um it came quite random I've always wanting to wanting to go to LA and move here it's been my dream like forever and I used to visit every summer, every year to come to class and whatever for like a month. And then we did Dance and Dance Dance we did four, four seasons, four, four I seasons
1: know. of Dance 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 and by season, I, I, I only, I only just about managed four weeks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> even me then, too. You're, even then you're all like staying. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. But, and then. But, so disclaimer, because everyone who probably heard my other podcast when we speak about Dance and dance, dance, I hate on it hard, but. My first season, the first season, you can vouch, was, like, the hardest experience I've ever had in my life. But I've, thing I've done t- in my
2: life.
1: I've been told <laughs> by every, <laughs> everyone else from there on, it was, like, this dream job. I was like, what? No? So,
2: okay, for those who don't know, Dance Dance is a TV show that is, like, you recreate iconic music videos with original choreography and everything, which I still to this day do not agree with. And I tried to fight it, but I got, oops, got slapped on the mouth. Um, And so it's like you literally dance 10 out of 10 numbers um in a live setting recording of a show and you learn really complicated choreography in like we literally in two days you learn 10 numbers and it's like the it's hardest intense, thing ever
1: it's so and intense. we like
2: the first season we were all guinea pigs we were so underpaid i got there a month but i got a week on tour like it's yeah. insane um and we worked about 12 to 16 hours a day
1: Without fail. Every,
2: without fail, without no fail, no days off. Sometimes, like it was the worst, like physically and whatever. But they, the good thing is, we lived in a mansion. It was a really fun group, so we had a great time. And I mean, the show came out great. We all got good yeah. footage that we never were allowed to post because they would sue us or something. <laughs> Lol. It was just it was a lot <laughs> of shit. I. I I wouldn't trade it for the world. I learned so much. I did yep. four seasons of that, two dancer ones and two assistant creative director, where I finally got to change and, and tweak some of the things for the dancers, which I think helped like scheduling and stuff. But it's a very, very, very tough
1: job. I bet I bet going in and having a bit of power on that job then was probably so much easier because you could see Wait, the dancers up, point Timur's of view. Going
2: live. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, ask him n- to
1: come on in like a few weeks. Really? He's probably going to te- tell me to do one, but we'll try. <laughs> oh,
2: Jesus. Um, yeah, no, it was like the second season, I literally was trying to get myself fired because I wanted to quit. But they said if I quit, I can get sued because I'm breaking contract. Mm-hmm. So I literally was doing the worst job I could do to get fired. <laughs> but I never got fired.
1: You're too roasty. That You're kid, too good. That kid, no, <laughs> no,
2: I was in stage rehearsals like <laughs> camera rehearsals walking barely walking like when we everyone's dancing i was walking from one position to another i wasn't even dancing like i wanted to get fired because um, i was done with dancing like i never hated dance that much in my life so exhausted 12 hour days every day like we did not have days off it was horrible um so after the after the second season i packed my shit from london and i moved home i was like i need a break i got a job at sephora actually back home And I was like, I need a second. I did not want to move to LA anymore. I did not want to nothing. I was like, I need to just be a regular human. Because I'm 23 now, and I don't know who I am as an adult, young adult yet, because I've only danced. I've only worked. So um, (laughs) Tommy makes me nervous. (laughs) Yeah, Tommy hated hated his life, too. It was great. Um, But then Timur calls and asks if I (laughs) want to be assistant creative. And I was like, what? me the girls trying to get fired the girls trying to get fired what but i took (laughs) i i was really torn because i just got a job at sephora and i was over the moon um but i took it and then i mean i actually did really well everyone was surprised Mm. literally every even myself was surprised of how good my organization skills are it's beyond me because in my life i'm a mess Mm. all (laughs) over the place but i'm so good at being an assistant and then i got hired for the second season
1: which you must have did well if you got hired for second season
2: yes yes i was exhausted i've never been so fat for me in my life oh my goodness
1: assistants get the cut real quick
2: yeah no i think because i mean he had his trial and errors with assistants before for numerous reasons so i think um it did i mean like i was a good balance to him because, you know, he, he's an incredible creative. Like, seeing him in meetings he's I his brain is
1: really cool. Like, yeah, he's, he's he's so talented. It's he's just so a, talented. It's unfortunate that everything that all of our bad experience get thrown on him, even though it was never him arranging no. the schedules and the transport. It just gets thrown yeah, no. on him because he was the person yeah. that got us all there.
2: Yeah, no, it's not, it's not him at all. It's just yeah. the all-around thing. Like, it's mm-hmm. not him at all. Um, but it was cool because I got to balance him out a little bit, and I... Like he'd be like, I want things flying from the sky, and be like, that can't happen. And he'd be like, yes. And I, I I had to some, I had to manage to reel in or actually be like, yes. And then I got to go to talk to production and all the departments and figure out. It was cool. I like to figure out things. I like to know everything that's going on. So that was really cool. And then right before the second season of assisting, I went to L. A. for a a month visiting, and that's where I met Deanna. And she was like, bitch, you're moving here. And I was like, uh huh. Uh, Maybe, so I went back. Like when I left LA, I was like, okay, yeah, I I need to move here. So I went back. I did one last season of Dancing's Dance, and as I was assisting, I was doing my visa. And then it got denied. Then it got approved, and then I moved here in September. It got denied.
1: Why did? Do you know why they denied it?
2: I mean, it was, like, denied until further notice, and I was like, okay. what? Because it got approved on paper, then I went to the embassy, and they gave me my passport back, and they were like, we need to further investigate your case, but until then, basically, it's denied. I was like, okay. And That's then it took two book. weeks. Yeah, they it took two weeks till I got approved. But then I moved here, and, and like, I mean, yeah, it's hard, and you got to, had to buy a car straight away, so that was a lot of money, and, like... A, Lived on a, in a friend's house on a couch on an air mattress. I think I, think I like, saved
1: like I think I saved like twelve or thirteen thousand pounds to go to LA, and I it was gone in like three months.
2: Yeah, like, me too. I had, and I was I like 1, fifteen hundred, fifteen thousand. And
1: I was like, this is gonna last. Gone. <laughs> you've got to pay to do anything there. Like everything, you've got to pay to go to meetings to get a social security. Like <laughs> insane
2: and mm-hmm. then i went to the social security office and they were like oh you don't have to write documents i have to go another day it was just the worst it was so much
1: mm-hmm.
2: um but i got a car and i kept getting tickets like like a lot of tickets i kept getting so many tickets over and over and over um i was very defeated one time i literally ran to my car because i put alarms every hour to put in the meter because i have a parking spot in my building and then i forgot to go one time because i was online doing it like food and health course because I had to start doing catering because I didn't have money. Uh-huh. So because I did the course, I forgot my car and I ran in my flip flops in my pajamas to my car and I tripped and fell on my face and I just got up and kept running because I was like, I don't want to get a ticket. And I That's got the bucks. car. I got the car. I got a ticket. I got it. And I, I took it and I sat in the car and I bawled my eyes out for over 20 minutes like I can't afford this like I can't do this it was like my third ticket in like a month but yeah it was it was like I had my little own little struggles but honestly if you compare it to other people's journeys in LA everything went so fast like three months later I, I booked Skeleton Crew for B and mm-hmm. then my then it's been like no I mean after Beyonce it was hard I was exhausted I didn't feel like dancing I never mm-hmm. got booked or whatever but I literally got one job each month, those like three months for three months that literally just got me through rent, mm. like just rent and like barely food. So yeah, and, but, and it's one. Of, it's I'm one of those that, that that's like considered lucky. Like yeah, that yeah. was a fast transition compared to a lot of people that come out here. And I had a car. A lot of people don't have cars. But thing is, also, I think a lot of this is because I worked so much in Europe and i kind of built it and as i was working i still came here to stay relevant to stay in the loop Mm -hmm. of things so when i came here i'm not a brand new person they know even if they haven't worked with me like if i've done the emas brian and scott were there Mm
1: -hmm.
2: um and like i met them hello backstage whatever um next time maybe like um doing the brit awards you know, Tanisha Scott was choreographing, she had a assistant, or she had American dancers. So, like, you meet people like that, so when you come here, you're not a complete stranger, and I think that helps to, mm-hmm. so, like, be yeah. patient and just build your way up slowly.
1: Yeah, I think the hardest part for me when I went was, like you said, those, those in-between times when you're just about making it and just about surviving, it's just keeping the morale up and staying positive and going, yeah, I'm going to keep fighting and keep pushing for this, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I started, I think I started working within a month, of being there, but it wasn't like my dream gigs. But it was enough to get me by. Like I got a job with Shane Sparks. It paid me enough a money. Job every is month. A
2: job is a uh, job. Yeah, and at job. the
1: time, I was like, "Oh, I'm here to. I want to dance for Usher." And then when this random artist come through, like job for a random artist, I was like, "This right now feels like Usher because he's paying my bills." Like yeah, I was so yeah, happy no. just to it's know insane. that I was gonna live that week. <laughs> <laughs>
2: we'll live for another week. No, it's insane. Yeah. Like a lot of dancers, that's the thing. I, I think also that's a big. Thing you can't I think will not benefit you is being picky like if you're gonna be like oh I don't want to do this type of jobs or I don't want to do that's corny no bitch it's gonna pay your bills okay mm-hmm. and I did so many corny jobs I have danced traditional Georgian dance in basically really cheap made cultural like traditional clothing mm-hmm. it was the worst choreography it was just the worst on Georgian television mm-hmm. And in the back of my head I'm like I'm such a good dancer. <laughs> what am I doing?
1: Yo, I used to feel I I, I wo- to
2: dance for Beyoncé. This yeah. is not going to help.
1: Yo, you know I, like I worked in the Abbey. I go go in know. the Abbey. I remember in a I was there. Like that was for me like it was it killed me. It ruined my soul. Yeah. I'd be go going and then I'd see Jamal on one table, Jamal Sims, I'd see Brian come in and he'd be the other side of the room. I'd see Ty Diorio, and I'd be like, oh my God. Yeah. And I'll never forget one time I was doing it and Misha uh, and Kenny and everyone came in and I was like, oh, like, and I've recently been working with Misha. So I'm like, oh my, and they, I told them once that I worked there I and mean, it was with Nick Bass and they were all quiet and Nick Bass went, good for you for paying your rent. And I was like, yeah. That means yeah. I'm approved. I'm approved. And I remember they all walked in, and I turned around like, oh shit, I don't have to see me. It's and I just, I just got a spank on the ass, and I turned around, and Misha had a dollar, like yeah. And I'm like, oh my god. I mean, bitch, you, know? you gotta
2: do what you gotta do. I worked at the box. I did go-go coming here, and it was at a Sunday brunch party in, in Hollywood, and it was like super cute and nice. And I was go-going in like a cop outfit, and I got like a hundred bucks for like three hours and I was
1: like Mm. I
2: should be having brunch with you guys because you guys are all losers they're just here because you put on some fake lashes and you probably know someone who knows someone who knows someone bitch I am someone my life actually has a fucking story because i half of LA is just soulless people meaningless shit and I was just looking at, I was just dancing and shaking my butt and I was looking at these people like I've never I've never felt so um, humiliated and small and like I'm doing this for a bigger purpose because a hundred dollars can pay my gas and my food Mm
1: -hmm. to get to to, the audition (laughs) to get to
2: the audition to get to classes this this will pay me a couple of classes so I hopefully can get a fucking job that I want to do but like
1: Mm
2: -hmm. I've done so many jobs I hate I did the BET awards and I was booked as a dancer in rehearsals, I was like, you, you four girls are going to come in and be like the champagne girls in the number. So we got d- plucked down from stage to walk the aisles with the artists with champagne and be like, oh, yeah. And I was like, already there. I was like, oh, my God. So then on show day, they're like, the champagne girls, we're going to take you out of the number. We're going to put you somewhere in the show. We're going to come out with Jimmy Foxx when he's talking. He was hosting or something. So we ended up, the four of us, in like these leather skirts and things and done up like holding champagne trays behind jimmy Fox as he's talking to, to mickey in the audience and we're just like
1: <laughs> i can imagine you it's soul destroying I it is so destroying
2: it book book models for that that's what it a model is, soul is for. Destroying. i am a dancer and i'm i'm not comfortable being that like vixen i'm not a vixen type mm. of dancer there but are girls all- for that and there are girls that do what i do i just I I was so humiliated. I never posted anything about it. I posted a picture of myself backstage because I looked really nice in the sun, but with my own clothes and my leggings and my shirt. Like, never posted anything about it. Never. I But but I got a rehearsal check, and I got an award show sack check.
1: So it's pay, it's paying for, me, for I bigger. I was like, It's paying whatever. for the next phase, you know? I think it's yeah. dope that you can, like, even for people to hear that, because I guess people go, my God, like Taya, she she lives in LA now and she's toured with Ariana. I feel like people are so quick to go to see all the positives and all the amazings, which is dope. But like, if like, the struggle is real, even when you've done hard. great things. <laughs> like, I remember being in the Philippines with Nicole and a week later, I'm back in the Abbey in the gay bar. Like, you know what I mean? Because I was like, there's Same. no check coming this week. Like, I've got to make money. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's crazy. It's like, you're, that's that's why I fell in London as well a lot. I was like, because I did the Brit Awards with Re with Rihanna, mm. and I was like, one day at the Brit Awards. The next day, I was home in this old ass apartment with covers missing in the kitchen. You know London mold in the bathroom. The AC, <laughs> the, the heater doesn't work, and I'm like, how do I go from that to mm. that, like this, in a, literally in an hour? Like,
1: mm.
2: it's not easy, like is such a it's a struggle but like and mm. mind you my story or my journey is a easy journey i can't mm. even imagine what the actual tough tough journey is because i think mine is tough the only reason it doesn't seem so tough is because i got to work in between but their struggle mm. was still the same just because i had a job or did a gig here and there doesn't mm. mean that i had it easier does that make mm. sense like yeah. i still struggle until this day with mental health i still struggle with finding motivation literally right before this i, I signed up for diana mato's like modus company and mm-hmm. we do like online classes and i was dancing and i've never felt so defeated in my life and i wanted to cry and i was just saying how much i hate to dance now because i'm not as good as i used to be because i'm so rusty and i don't know like i just want to do makeup i want to stop dancing like it still happens like mm-hmm. it doesn't go away the struggle is still the same the only difference is Maybe now I'm a bit more financially stable, which because of Corona, we don't know what's going to happen with that. I finally thought I saved money, but yeah. really the only difference. And yes, financial stress is the worst because it's out of your hands. Mm. But. But the other struggles that was around that as well are still there. Yeah, because, yeah, maybe I'm financially stable for now, but that for me brings up other problems.
1: Mm. That what gives do you think, me like,
2: space to think about other things that I didn't even have time to think of before. You know.
1: Yeah. What do you think the hardest thing about being a female in this industry is? Because I can say what it is for a guy, and I think for yeah. a g- guys and girls, it's probably different. Yeah. What do you think it is, or well, some of the struggles?
2: Um, I think it's hard for. I mean, to be very like superficial, I feel like re- rehearsing in heels is just the most painful thing in the world uh, mm. to start with. Um, being a female in the industry, I just, as much as I love being sassy and all that stuff and, you know, sexy and blah, 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 I just love to dance in big sweats and a hoodie and a t-shirt, and there's so many days, and this is such a girl thing, but, like, on tour or when you're doing shows like Dancing's Dance or whatever, I don't want to be in a leotard today. I have cramps. I don't want to be in a leotard. And I have to now go on stage with my ass out, basically, like literally covering my mm. vagina and half of my butt. My tits are out. Everything is out. I want to cuddle and watch a movie in my sweatpants on the bus right now because I have cramps mm. and I am bloated. But I have to go on stage and be like, I'm tired. And like, I feel it in my soul that I don't feel to be that tired right now. Like, it's so hard to pull out of myself because also it's not just like oh i have cramps and i'm on my period or whatever it comes like you're so emotional and so fragile those days like mentally and emotionally so like so many times i'm like can i just go on stage in sweatpants (laughs) or like it happened in dance 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 this is like it's not an embarrassing story for me because i'm like dude i'm a human it happens Mm -hmm. and i honestly i went i did not care when it happened i was on my period we had stage camera rehearsals in Amsterdam, we're wearing lavender costumes, like panties and a turtleneck Mm -hmm. top, like high-waisted panties. I was on my period, and we're not allowed to go to the bathroom. And I was like, I need to go to the bathroom, but we're staging, so I'm not allowed to leave stage. But I'm a human being that is on my period, I need to go to the bathroom. I wasn't allowed to, so I couldn't go, so I had to stick it out, and I damaged the costume because I was not allowed to go to the fucking bathroom
1: they are like see i told you <laughs> so i
2: literally took my panties off i gave them to costume and i was like hi i had an accident um because i'm not allowed to go to the bathroom i was so like it's not bitch it's not my fault because if i could yeah. go i would have gone and this would never happen
1: yeah.
2: um that's one of the things that i that's been bothering me <laughs> but i don't think that's the big thing that a lot of girls maybe care for or whatever this is one of my like random things no but, but I, also, I, bet,
1: I, I bet so many girls can be can i feel humiliated
2: that. like i'm a human dude and I'm in panties already. And like, I'm already like, and there's just all these, because a lot of men in production, that's a lot of things. Like, it's, I think it's the the way you're looked at as a female dancer is you're very sexualized mm-hmm. and you're represented or you have to carry yourself in a way where you're in these characters and on stage that people think that's how you are. But mm-hmm. like, I'm not. Like, yeah. I wear sweats and hoodies. I don't wear cleavage things. I don't do a lot of these like but on stage I have to be this persona or or sexy and whatever and then you have all these tech guys. Like it's not like anyone direct or everybody at all but yet yeah, it's a lot of men in production. And you gotta be on stage in like panties and you get wedgies and but bitch I'm just trying to do my job. And then you know, even though maybe not everyone is, but you know you're being looked at by someone. Yeah. And yeah. people talk to you like or think be- just because you're on stage a certain way when they see you off stage they talk to you like you're that and i'm like no dude that's a character for work i am actually very opposite in real life and i am not uh, like sex bomb like we present ourselves on stage because that's a part of our jobs mm. so i think i think that's uh for me a little sometimes i'm like oh i'm so jealous of guys y'all can just put on a t-shirt and your pants and your sneakers and you go on stage and you're good if anything you have to be topless but you know
1: the dream for me (laughs) i'm like
2: like, yes yeah my thing is you still don't you still get looked at like of course girls might be like oh my god but it's not the same as when a female because i feel like seeing a female in in like uh leotard or a two-piece that's like literally goes up your butt when you're dancing because it's what happens it's not as accessible or normal to see in real life unless you're on the internet you know or at the beach yeah. so then you get you get looked at a little bit uh, different which for me
1: is very frustrating was, but yeah. and, and but also when,
2: like you learn to live with it
1: yeah and it's like you're being judged by how you're dressed but they people you're backstage techies and there's loads of dudes or even camera crew or people which just might happen to be there you know one of those yeah, gigs where yeah. you're like why are you all here like they need to remember that you didn't dress yourself today like that part <laughs> like this 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 g-string wasn't the choice <laughs> like yeah you know yeah what I mean? yeah
2: yeah so that's what i think a lot of people don't understand like i've done jobs in the uk where i'm like i really gotta wear this like mm. like i'm a heavier chested female i cannot you cannot give me something with cleavage. You can't give me a bikini top to yeah. dance in. I am not comfortable. But then everybody has to look the same, so I have to accept to be comfortable with that. But I know when I'm dancing, I'm being looked at different from the girl that has a has small has a small chest, basically not moving at all. Yeah. Nobody's looking at her like that, but they're looking at me like that. But I can't help that I have a chest, and I can't tell styling, hey, change my top if everyone is in triangle top, you know, bra. Mm-hmm. So. I feel like that's something that I've had to struggle with, also because I'm curvier. So for me, it's mm. way more things that are being exposed. Um, but it's also something you get used to. I mean, like, yeah, I feel like of course I think I look great in a leotard or whatever, mm. and if you feel nice, whatever. But some days, it's it really depends on the crowd or the situation or uh, whatever. Because I've had I've been on jobs where techies and crew people literally they have nothing to do there, and they literally come and just watch, and you're mm. like, I'm not all these girls look at each other like can, can we ask someone to, to get them to out. leave because they're not supposed to be here like go mm. backstage go on your break like we're just trying to do our jobs but we've been told to be in these leotards mm. in the middle of the day 10 in the morning or whatever like that's yeah you know you, you're distracting me from my my job
1: literally yeah it's so. weird because I feel like- as a male dancer like we're conditioned for that to see you like we've been on jobs i've seen you half naked and no one bats an eyelid you've seen me half naked no one bats an eyelid because it's just part of the gig but then when yeah. it's like when it's a techie or someone which is not part of our understanding and our bubble you yeah. feel the different energy right
2: yeah 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 it's, it's different i feel like with your dance friends because it's a part of our job, like quick changes and whatever and because mm. we're so physical in our in our job and i think in like the fashion industry is the same and stuff like that so i don't like we just we don't like i just see bodies and i don't care because we're so we dance together we do partnering whatever like a body i don't care if i see a butt a thigh it's hit like i i don't care like it no. I, my body my brain doesn't see it like my your, eyes don't process your, it like that but your
1: brain's thinking i've got to get on stage too
2: yeah so <laughs> nobody, and i feel like that's a nice understanding between dancers like nobody cares like that and then literally, like, as soon as someone comes from the outside, you're like, oh, don't look at me. Yeah, it's weird, right? Because <laughs> yeah. I know you probably don't have that understanding in you, that like, process. Like, you don't have that like filter. Because yeah, for, sure. for you, it's literal, oh my god, thighs. Oh my god, stomach. Oh my god, a girl, a female in a bra. But when you're quick changing, you don't give it.
1: It's like, whatever. You don't give a shit about that. Yeah. Um, this is going to kick us off in 30 seconds. Can I keep you for 10 more minutes and come back on? Yeah, sure. Love. Thanks, babe. Yeah. Bam yeah all my right cult, we're back it just threw me off so hard normally when i end it's like share the story and that was just like share to your igtv i'm like huh <laughs> <laughs> you've never done this and i only did this two days yeah. ago Like, you yeah. know you're like it threw me off. and then it's like i push share and it's like you have to add a title i'm like oh what do you mean Okay, what I've done da- I'll do it, but okay. <laughs> this is new. We never agreed to these new terms. <laughs> Tommy's um, back. Tommy's back. So peeps, if you've got some specific questions for Tyre, don't put them in the comments, put them in the question box. I know there was like fifteen just then, but I believe lots of them were compliments and not questions, which is lovely. Um, yeah. for you. For you, none for me. Uh, oh, thanks. <laughs> um, so if you have a, if there was a if you were speaking to a dancer who's sixteen, trying to come into the industry. What advice would you give them?
2: Um, oh Lord, <laughs> I think <laughs> the wrong person to ask at this very moment. In my no, you
1: know, you are not.
2: Yeah, I think if you're trying to be a dancer, like for real, for real, um, train literally every single style you can. When I say every, not like in whatever in the in the category of what you want to do, yeah. I'm saying everything. And you don't even have to master everything but do at least a year of training in everything to just have to understand the language so if, if you imagine every style if i dummy explain i know a lot of dancers do this if you imagine every style of dance being a language learn different languages mm-hmm. you don't have to be fluent but you can still speak it with a little accent that's fine but you still if someone speaks to you and you have to have a conversation in that language you are able to, and you're not like, uh, uh, Miss <laughs> what the fuck am I doing, you know? So, it train everything, research the people before you, figure out what your resources are, where you're from. Like, there's work everywhere. The entertainment industry is, exists in every country in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to go from Sweden to Los Angeles straight away. No, that's not gonna be easy, and that's gonna be very expensive like so like i was swedish i mean i'm swedish i looked at what what exists in sweden who works there who are the choreographers who are the dancers so then i started to explore there i would go take class i would introduce myself i would then become friends like eventually like get to know people and find friends in the dance world that are working that can maybe refer me for the next because they know the choreography is way smaller. And mm. our hometowns and our home countries is much smaller. So your chances of getting in the game is bigger. Mm-hmm. If you're going to come from no experience, nothing, and you're young, come to LA, knowing nothing and no one, just through you knowing them, they don't know you, you are one in thousands. Mm.
1: Thousands. 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 Like many,
2: many. So why would they pick you, newbie, that nobody knows and you have no experience before? the veterans or the people that have been in the game forever or their mm. group already. So build up slowly and be realistic about where you are. Like, are you a natural mover or not? This is like you don't have to be a natural dancer or a natural mover to become professional dancers. Dancer. I've seen so many non natural movers that have Me just too. trained their asses off to become natural movers or to become phenomenal dancers. Mm-hmm. So so you have to check yourself okay am i a natural dancer does dance come naturally to me not like okay yeah it feels good but what does it look like also mm-hmm. maybe it feels like you're a natural dancer but you look at it and you're really not and that's okay and then you just know you get a train where then you just got to train way way more mm-hmm. more 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 and do a lot mm-hmm. of foundations mm-hmm. and i think at, like when you do that you get like a a good perspective always check yourself like, yes, dream big and be like, I can do anything. Of course, yes, do that. But also be like, what can I do that now? Or what mm-hmm. or Like, what am I able to do? How good am I really in real life? Mm-hmm. Like, be can real. I compare myself to Diana Matos or do I compare myself to someone in my studio that's kind of mm-hmm. myself, same level? Okay, so how do I become Diana? How do I become Karen Dick? Or how do I become this mm-hmm. or that? Or whoever, yeah. whoever you aspire to be, mm-hmm. you know? No, that's um, dope so especially because we, so we are yeah. sold now
1: we're sold now you can do anything you can but you've got to work to do anything like you've got to put in yeah. the time
2: yeah exactly and just be fearless like don't put yourself in a box like yes it's it's gonna be frustrating if you want to get to a hundred percent and you're on one percent and being a dancer in the industry in your country might be only ten percent but you it's and being and you gotta have to stay there for a long time so you have the resources and experience to move to the next and be booked on something bigger, which might take you to 50%. Yeah. And, then, and then it's gonna take time till you get to that 100%. You gotta stay persistent. Like you gotta, like for me, even when I hated everything in the world and I thought I would never make it, I would just turn on a Beyonce DVD and watch it and be like,
1: Inspire okay, yourself again.
2: This is why. Okay, now I remember why I'm yeah. doing this type of thing. Rem-
1: remember the goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got some, <laughs> some good questions. I'm not going to do them all because there's quite a few, but, yeah. uh, this one just really made me happy. So I need to do it. Where's it gone?
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, important question. When you make P and sandwiches, <laughs> you put on the PB or the jelly first?
2: Peanut <laughs> butter first. Jelly oh, after. You
1: could, it could just be peanut butter. It doesn't need to be both.
2: Peanut butter <laughs> with a sprinkle of honey is my favorite. I had that
1: yesterday yeah. at Me and you used to go through so many jars of peanut butter. Oh,
2: yeah. My so connection is through pe- our love for peanut butter. That's Trying how we were like, like, oh, there's, OK, there's, we're friends there's
1: forever. One, there's one jar left. Spoon? <laughs> 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 Literally the um, best. Uh, do you know I mean? uh, Advice for dams is going into the final year of training. What?
2: Final year as in like college?
1: I'm or? assuming I'm assuming so. That looks like a college dance headshot, yeah. so I'm going with yes.
2: Okay, so just, girl, train and like prepare. I think this is a good, like if you're in your last year of anything, prepare for the next mm. step. Fi- mm. Trying to figure out, if you don't know what you want to do, read. Or in, like, not read, oh, write. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Write down what you want to do or your options or if you don't know, just write, write, there's a brainstorm mm-hmm. and then like circle in the, the like three things or if you have five options, circle in two that you're like, you're super, if you had to pick two of those mm-hmm. and then maybe do pros and cons, maybe figure mm-hmm. out, okay, what's more possible now, mm-hmm. what's maybe possible mm-hmm. later, can this one venture into that one, like start trying to plan a future after college or after your high school or whatever this final year of training is and start preparing for that, Mm -hmm. you know, like we didn't have heels classes back in the day. So I knew what I wanted to do was more commercial, whatever. So I would practice in heels and strengthen my ankles in my bedroom Mm -hmm. by myself. And I would just learn choreography off of like, again, Beyonce things or Mm. I would put on heels uh, and do the choreography I learned in the studio or, you know. Mm-hmm. Because I knew that would help me later, and it did you yeah. know maybe not straight away, but eventually it did
1: and my my fifty p on that would be just because you 're in your final year once you graduate that doesn't mean you're qualified like it's mm-hmm. not like when you're going to do a a maths degree and then you've mm-hmm. qualified to be a school teacher, and now you can go and be a school teacher and teach at any school when you graduate college, that just means that you've required you should have required most of the skill sets. But it doesn't mean that you're qualified now and you're going to go on tour with Ariana Grande. You should probably be prepared to still keep grafting for four years, yeah. taking as many classes as you can before those things happen. Just be prepared yeah. for that. Because I, I feel like lots of dancers graduate and then they might not work for six months and then they quit. But really, they just needed to keep training because they yeah. still weren't qualified.
2: Yeah. No, it's it's rough. And, and the the real life is rougher than you think but you again just have a plan and whatever happens like the plan is not going to go the way you planned it ever but just at least have your eyes on the price and, and like the goal so you can try to stick to the plan and if it doesn't work at least you know what the goal is
1: and keep mm-hmm. it going uh yeah oh i like this one what advice do you have for someone who's training during quarantine
2: hmm, good question i just started this week um so do it do it, film yourself, critique yourself. If you can't critique yourself, maybe send it to a friend you can trust that you know has good um, feedback and like a good eye that could be like, oh, maybe uh, try to do it more fluid this time and try to film yourself do or train it. Maybe do it one-time fluid, one-time sharp, one-time, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, really full out. Maybe mm-hmm. mark it one time. Maybe one time just focus on the grooves or mm-hmm. whatever. So, I mean, honestly, as long as you're doing it, I am mm-hmm. struggling. I just did a class before this and I was almost in tears because I've never felt so worthless <laughs> in my life. So I I feel like an old athlete who had her peak and then now I'm retired and I'm trying to get back into it and it's just not working. That's <laughs> literally old, what's happening.
1: But,
2: <laughs> but that's uh, how it no. feels.
1: <laughs> for sure. Uh, okay, we're going to do the last one because there's so many. Yes. Um, but we ain't got time for that. Uh... Yeah, there. Any tips um, on how to get your name out in the dance industry?
2: Again, just travel, take class, don't be scared to introduce yourself. Um, ne- I just want to clarify something. Networking is a big part of the entertainment industry in general. Um, networking does not mean being fake, kissing ass, none of that shit. Networking is just like existing in the crowd if you are seen eventually some like like in london i used to go to the box this is the cl- a club if some people don't know because i had no money it was the only place i could go for pleasure that was free and is like not tacky because i knew sean because uh, sean used to work there so i used to just go to the box every other weekend because i had nothing else to do and no money to do anything um and sometimes there would be like agents choreographers people and like for me i'm shy in the beginning when i meet people and i don't like i'm very like hi I'm, I'm tired and i just but i think from them just because i'm in the crowd and i know sean he would introduce me or i would like me you know you'd like laughs and you have drinks mm-hmm. but i wouldn't like go in and have like hey i'm tired la, 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 la. oh my god i love you like i i don't because of that that's not i don't know you and i don't want to see especially because i don't want to seem like i'm kissing ass. I'm just there. So if they maybe see me uh, dancing or see me somewhere else, or this is not just for clubs in general, just like dance events or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck, wherever you are in
1: your, mm-hmm. your life. Where, wherever you exist.
2: wherever you exist, you know, like <laughs> they I'm a familiar face. Mm-hmm. So because I'm a familiar face, they will naturally look at me, like automatically look at me, or they will register that I am in the room. If there is an audition, if it's a class, if it's whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just like take classes when you take class you meet people um and people will you will get better people will know you from your progress there's choreographers Mm -hmm. that love to hire people from their classes because their consistency and their progress in class like brian and scott do that uh calvin and sarah do that from people in their class like so And they give a lot of people their first chances or if you do like a dance intensive or a dance program with someone it might be expensive but it might be a really good investment if it's a good program so you can get that way you know that person they they see your growth and maybe they don't have a job but their friend who's a choreographer is looking for someone they're like oh i have some people in my thing and that's how i can get a, a first shot you know so a lot of it if you want to say like get your name in the industry I think that's just existing. Like, just yeah. Like, exi- don't hide. Like, what what is it out of sight, out of mind? Uh
0: huh. Like,
2: don't hide because then you people don't know you exist. That doesn't For mean sure. you have to kiss ass and you know be, run be out. in everyone's re- face,
1: yeah. No,
2: it's not that. Just literally exist. Just don't literally don't hide. And sure. it will take time. It takes time. It does not happen overnight. Yeah. It takes yeah.
1: years and years and years. And it's different for everyone. So don't compare yourself to your friend yeah. or the other person. Be you. At all. Yeah. This has been dope. Thank you so much.
2: Thanks, Kane. Um, I you miss are, you. I ain't seen you so long.
1: I know. Next time you come to the UK, we'll have peanut butter <laughs> date.
2: <laughs> yes, cool.
1: <laughs> <we will. laughs> <laughs> oh, peanut butter and wine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <be a> <laughs> <laughs> it's going right. to be long until I come to Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been in yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially now. Hey. Hey.
2: Yeah, there's we're all locked in.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. You're the best.
2: Thank you. This was so much fun.
1: It was. You're Thanks amazing. Thanks for everyone Stay for safe.
2: coming. Yeah, you too. Bye, lovely. <laughs> Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the Ins and outs podcast. Please leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and share the podcast with your friends and family. Let's make this podcast more than a podcast. Let's make it a movement. One love, stay safe, bye.